you mentioned uh, the hiring committee um, on which you have been on for almost six years. Right? Yeah. Um, some of the efforts you did there was establishing rubrics for how people in this company evaluate designers coming through, right? Yeah. Um, I'm curious what you actually look for. Like when someone comes through the door and says, hey, I want to work on Google Design, what are you looking for in that first meeting? Yeah, I mean, I'll, um, I don't want to give away the rubrics, uh, but I can <laughs> so kind of... So people are taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I can yeah. talk a little bit about like the kind of things I look for uh, when I kind of uh, interview a designer. Um, I always kind of start with a simple question, which is, how did you get into design? Um, which I've never heard answered the same way twice, like several hundred interviews in. Uh, people take all these radically different paths into design. And like that moment where they realize, well, A, that design is a thing, that is a career that someone could do, and B, I'd like to be that type of person. Uh, those are always kind of really interesting. So I, I want to get a sense of that person's story. Um, like what is the passion that is driving them to pursue this career? And that helps me understand a little bit too about like, you know, I talked at the very beginning about how broad design is. Like what's kind of the, the kind of vector they're taking through that space. Um, I think kind of communication and collaboration are essential. Um, you know, I, I don't just need somebody who can kind of produce beautiful work. I need somebody who can explain to me how they got to there. Um, I need someone who doesn't just kind of complete it and then say, my job is done. Uh, I need somebody who is willing to kind of really sit down and work closely with everyone that's needed to realize that, from like the engineer who's going to code it, to the product manager who's kind of framing it, to communications, to the end user, to support. Like, we have to kind of own the design across um, you know, every touch point that it has. Um, I look for people that are pretty egoless uh, in terms of like how they respond to ideas. Um, you know, somebody who um, presents their work and gets a question and like instantly goes defensive about it. Um, that can be okay uh, if they really like have a very principled defense for why that is. But like, I want somebody who wants to kind of listen uh, and kind of really be open to ideas. That's really important, especially maybe even not especially at Google. But you know, a lot of our decisions get made by consensus between you know a design or a UX lead, an engineering lead, and a product lead. And if you're not kind of hearing the ideas that are coming from them or kind of able to kind of at least consider the feedback that you're hearing, that, that's a problem. That's, that's going to kind of slow your, your growth through this company. How do you think about uh, design exercises and in, the, in the process? Because um, you guys do on-site design exercises or is it off-site? Uh, we do both, do both. Uh, depending. So of course some... you do both. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like to do them on site. Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't know, designers want to design. So, like, sure. I don't, like, getting somebody up out of their chair and in the interview, you know, pen in hand at the whiteboard just gets me to see, like, what is this person going to be like to work with? Yeah. And I can get at communication. I can get at, like, ego. Uh, and I can just see, like, how they break down a problem. I think it's great to ask a lot of questions, but to kind of give something specific where even if it's kind of the small toy problem, you're only going to spend you know, 15 minutes on it maybe. So it has to be constrained. Um, but like, where do they go first? Like, do, they, do they just jump and start drawing? Yeah. Do they ask me a few clarifying questions? Mm. Do they step back and start telling me about the user that they think this is going to be for? 
uh, those are all kind of really good cues to me as to kind of what type of designer they're going to be. What, what is the biggest mistake? I know thousands of people watching this that really want to work for you. Okay? <laughs> like Google is a great brand and great company to work in if you're a designer. What is the number one mistake people make in these interviews, in these design interviews? Uh, I'm sure there's plenty of them. I'm uh-huh. sure. But like the one that is just, it's something that should be just avoidable. And it, it's like obviously not a good thing. Like what is that thing? So we have one of the sayings that we have at Google is uh, focus on the user and all else will follow. Mm-hmm. And it always drives me nuts when someone treats themselves as the user, like right away. Mm-hmm. So I give them a design problem and they instantly jump to their experience. Right. And just like, the, they, they, this, is, this is my exact set of needs and I'm going to build a product that suits me. Mm-hmm. I always look for somebody who's a, a little bit bigger, a little bit more empathetic than that in terms of their thinking. Uh, I think the minute they move away from I, I, I sentences and start talking about, even if it's in the abstract sense, this like other ill-defined user. Um, so I think kind of being too much just, I'm gonna design for myself and my needs is the quickest mistake you can make. Well, now everyone knows. Don't, don't make that mistake. <laughs> that's fine. Get that out there. I want everybody to know this. That's, by the way, that's good advice. Yeah, not just is. interviewing here. It's just to design. That is yes. good advice for being a good designer. Exactly. I agree. I have a question around the career and promotional ladder. Right? Um, Google is a very established company, and you guys have been at this for a long time. So you, I'm sure, have figured it out. But there are many people listening who work at companies who have not. And the thing that I'm speaking about is how a designer actually progresses in their career. Yeah. Right? Um, management is oftentimes put on a lot of people who are not well suited for it. But the reason why they take that is because they feel locked in. Right? It's like, well, if I don't now manage people, how else am I going to show that I've gotten better at my craft? Right? Um, so first, I want to hear how Google handles that, mm-hmm. um, how you evaluate promotion for someone. And then what are some things that people who are listening can take back to their own company? Yeah. Um, Google's approach is really that kind of at the lower levels, so we use a leveling system, um, kind of there's just kind of one, one path. You know, you're not managing everyone, anyone, you're just kind of maturing within your profession. And by the way, this is true not just for design, this is for kind of other functions like engineering, et cetera. Um, at a certain point, the job ladder uh, actually splits and there is a track that is emphasizing management and a track that is emphasizing your individual contributions. Um, And people kind of, after that split in the higher levels, you can kind of move between them as well. Um, But I think something that Google gets really right is to recognize that not everyone's kind of career path should be kind of based around how many reports do I have? How many people am I managing? So we have kind of principal uh, engineers and designers who have kind of gone to the very top levels of the company who may manage no one. You know, they, are, they just know, okay, the thing that I love that makes me great at my job is this concentration on craft, on building, on kind of being in the guts of it, making it happen. Um, I think it's good to have, give people like the flexibility to experience like what it's like to manage, to mentor. Um, I think it's a lot easier to kind of know which way you're going to branch um, between those those two uh, when you had some exposure to it. 
Um, so Google's really good about kind of giving those opportunities. Um, and I think the key thing is to remember that influence isn't just, you know, you know how many people are on my team. Um, it can be how powerful are the ideas that I'm building yeah. or how um, enabling is this technology that I'm working on. Um, so I think we do a pretty good job about being explicit that you know, the only path to that is not via management. Do it, and then we can try to figure out what to package for them. For decades, design has impacted how we live. Now it's beginning to shape how we work. Here at IBM, design thinking has given us a new framework for teaming, for co-creating with our clients and users. It's helping us make decisions faster, and it's keeping humans at the center of everything we do.